All right, welcome back to this week's Walk and Talk Then. And this is my third attempt to make today's video. So third time lucky. We've got some crazy stuff to talk about, just pure insanity that is developing around the world right now. Oh, and if you're wondering why it's the third time that I'm making this video, let me just insert a little clip here and you'll see. That was absolutely brutal. Not only has it destroyed me, but um, now it's been about six hours since breakfast, so I need to get this video done. All right, let's get into the madness then, and it truly is madness. The first story then comes out of the US, of course, and it's called A Nation of Snitches. Yes, the government programs are encouraging Americans to monitor each other for signs of extremism or anti-government sentiment. Yes, I think that's more likely. Programs like the Department of Homeland Security's See Something, Say Something and the Center for Prevention Programs and Partnerships, CP3, offer grants and encourage various community entities to report suspected political dissidents. Now, these programs are being framed as a way to enhance national security and your protection. But as always, it's at the expense of freedom of speech. We're going to mention that on the second article here. But this is really all about the intertwining of technological advancement. And of course, we've got AI coming uh, online with all of this now. Uh, all government departments are pretty much using AI at this stage. And then it's going to be the robotics. The, the plans for the robotics are terrifying. And I was watching some videos this week on the robotics shows that have been going on. And it is terrifying the things that they are creating now, these humanoid robots. Uh, I just couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Sometimes when you watch them, you think, is this a joke? is someone, because you know, there's been these videos, I've a couple that I've fallen for before, where it's like this robot doing all these, this crazy stuff. And someone said, oh yeah, Atlas has improved 10X since last year and whatever else. And although I was a little bit skeptical, the video looks so real that I did believe it for all of about five minutes. So they've done all these surveys at the moment then with citizens, apparently. I mean, they probably took a hundred citizens from some school in California or whatever and asked them and that's how they got the survey results but they've asked them let me just tell you what it said here would you be willing to give up your freedom for a sense of security and most of the people surveyed said yes what sorry what who would give up their freedom for a sense of security that is an oxymoron in itself I am absolutely, well, I'm not amazed because we know what's going on now with all these programs and um, everything else that's going on. It just it amazes me that people would answer yes to that on a survey. And that brings me on to the second point then, which is this crackdown on freedom of speech. And I alluded to this earlier on the live stream. So let me tell you who this is. This is Jacinda Ardern, no surprise, former New Zealand PM. 
and she was speaking at the United Nations, of course, and she labelled free speech as a weapon of war and called for international censorship to combat misinformation and disinformation. Now, her views were afterwards praised by all of these organisations. Harvard has awarded her two fellowships. Not just one, no, Harvard had to give her two fellowships. And she said this is absolutely paramount because of an existential threat from climate change. So we have, she's basically saying they have to control what people say, including scientists who have opposing views, because if we don't, this uh, existential threat is going to wipe us all out, basically. Yeah, okay. She's also saying that freedom of speech is not a fundamental human right. And that's probably taken out of context a little bit. She did say more to that, but that's what everyone's saying, you know. It sounds a lot better, doesn't it? That it's not a fundamental human right, freedom of speech. What she's saying, and putting it into context, is when there's an existential threat, or there's a, a war threat, or there's something else like that, she's saying that th these things take precedence over freedom of speech. Although I'd love to admit that, I've got to give the, the context as always. Now, moving over to a little bit of finance then, what you need to know at the moment, the Bank of England, and we'll cover the Fed, the Bank of England just announced that it's going to keep its interest rate uh, the same at 5.25%. Now, some of you may rejoice at that and say, yes, that's great for my mortgage because I, I've got to refinance soon. I don't want it going up. Yeah, yes and no, it is good for your mortgage, but it's very bad for the economy because they should have risen by another 25 basis points, really, to bring this inflation down further. They are thinking that their policies are bringing down inflation. It's not. The inflation came down as a result of energy prices, predominantly the oil price, and that's what's fed into the inflation decrease. But if you just wait now, give it a couple of months. Again, I can't be 100% certain, so don't take this as gospel. But I would say you give it a couple of months, maybe three months, and you'll see what happens with inflation because of this new higher oil price. They're also planning to do quantitative tightening, which many of you will know is money destruction, so liquidity destruction. So this is also not positive for the stock market. It's not positive for other asset prices because when you destroy currency and you destroy liquidity, this results in asset prices falling. Although the US is sort of the exception to the rule at the moment with this because their QT program hasn't really resulted in that which it should have done. Although, although, give it a little bit of time and we may still see that in Q1 of 2024. Now, the Fed has also kept rates at a range of 5.25 to 5.5%. And I think this surprised a lot of investors and funds because they seem to be upset with how the Fed is handling this and not lowering rates. But they don't seem to realize if the Fed lowers rates now, yes, it's going to stimulate the economy, but it'll also stimulate inflation all over again. And they already had to U-turn on their quantitative tightening program when they bailed out the bank. So a lot of that new creation, 400 billion or whatever it was, 
that's been destroyed already since March time. So you're going to see more tightening, you're going to see more destruction, and you're going to see lower asset prices as a result of that. Or at least that's what should happen in a normal non-zombie economy. But remember, it's really the bond prices that dictate the economy and they're still inverted at the moment. Your two-year, your 10-year, the treasuries are not looking good. They are not looking good at all. I don't want to make any sort of alarmist claims at this stage, but this could result in some pretty bad things ahead if they keep going the way they're going. And over in the UK again then, the British banks are actually trying to put a lot of pressure on the Bank of England to lower or at least uh, loosen the credit standards because it's been increased to 6% holdings now. And this is the funny thing, the banks loved it when they didn't have to have very tight monetary policy because they could make as much profit as they wanted with almost no risk really. But now that we've got all of the, the tightening cycle, they're being told to hold more reserves, they're being told to be more cautious. They don't like this because they can't make as much profit. Over to UK housing then. I think I'm gonna grab a seat here a second. Honestly, that storm, I don't know if you've ever walked for, what was it, about 30 minutes trying to go through that storm today. I don't know if you've ever done that before, but I forgot how much it absolutely destroys you. <laughs> My energy is just collapsed right now. I think I need a nap. Gosh, okay, the UK faces a severe housing shortage with political disagreements hampering progress. A recent proposal to build 100,000 new homes by 2030 was blocked by opposition, even though it fell short of the government's original target of 300,000 homes per year. That is a lot of homes to build. Exactly where they're going to be built is another question. Now, another thing I find interesting about this is this increase, or should I say, dramatic, I'm going to quote the word here, increase to the population expected by 2030. Well, hold on. Think about this logically. Western families are having less children. So where exactly is this explosion in the population coming from? That's the question I want you to think about uh, at the moment, because it's not from people having babies. Let's, uh, let's just throw that one out there. Okay, next story then is about Poland. Isn't it interesting that when I talk about what's happened with Poland and arming themselves and, you know, and everything around Ukraine, people flip. They go absolutely mental. They flip when I say, oh, this is going to happen next, that's going to happen, and et cetera, et cetera. But then two weeks later, the BBC publishes pretty much what I said to so this big U-turn, and now everyone's saying, oh, yes, look, you know, and, and they're in agreement. This really is a clown world that we live in now. So let me tell you, well, what I told you two weeks ago, but here it comes. Poland has announced that it's going to cease arming Ukraine to focus on its own defense. Yeah, and we talked about this before with the League of Nations, and I gave you that example. It's easy, so easy to offer support and offer weapons and offer all of these things when you haven't really got a, there's still risk. Okay, don't get me wrong. There's still risk, but it's not as if the risk was to, to the extreme at that point. But now that the risk is getting more concerning and citizens are also getting concerned about everything, well, the Polish PM has done a complete U-turn here. 
And it's not just about weapons and stuff like that. It's also about grain. So Polish farmers were complaining that the grain that was flooding into the country from Ukraine is sending them basically bankrupt. So this is what a lot of this argument is over. There's also other things. I'm not going to actually, I'm not going to even mention these things. People will start flipping out if I read out what is printed here. But in essence, Poland's now saying that it can't take the risk of getting too heavily involved. And now they want to focus on their own defense. Exactly what we talked about, uh, what, two or three weeks ago. Another weird one at the moment then is this India and Canada uh, disagreement. India has suspended new visas for Canadians after Trudeau accused India of involvement in someone's murder. The Indian PM is <laughs> calling Trudeau basically an idiot. Let's just throw that out there, saying that this is jeopardizing trade, negotiations, all sorts of other agreements over one man who he claims was not murdered. Who knows what is true with that whole situation? But the next one then, let's go on to the more interesting, uh, wacky stories. Well, Elon Musk's Neuralink has now been approved for human trials. The first six-year study is about to begin, and they're going to be implanting these Neuralinks into people with paralysis to help them to be able to walk again. Well, even though I'm not a big fan of this whole um, you know, brain implants and chips and everything like that. I'm, I'm really not a fan of it at all. I just don't think it's natural to be doing this weird stuff. Um, if it's going to make blind people see and people with paralysis walk again and stuff like that, I'm really not that much against that aspect of it. I really do think anything to improve people's lives is a good thing. What I don't like is some of the stuff that are planned from a commercial perspective, which is just weird. It's really weird from a commercial perspective, helping people to write a letter or write an email with their mind rather than with voice to text or with their fingers. And I mean, yeah, I guess it will improve efficiency, but uh, I, won't be, I won't be signing up for one personally, but I think it's good for those people. Okay, next wacky story then, Wi-Fi can see you. This broke a while ago now but it's now coming up in the forefront because of all these um, new privacy laws and everything like that. So again, whistleblowers, etc. they're saying that the government and military and police forces, etc. all these, all these different organizations have been spying on people via their Wi-Fi. So the Wi-Fi sends out these signals. They can, you know, detect where you are in the house and by your shape and, and all this other stuff. And they're saying that this has been illegally used but the response from the authorities is that it's not illegal because it's part of safety measures. Oh, and we've got to finish with the last weird story from last week. And that was those Mexican uh, alien bodies that they found. And I'd love for you to put your opinions in the comments below about these alien bodies. But not only did they find them, they've now done scans of them, yes. And the scientists who have done the scans say they are legitimate alien bodies. They said they haven't been tampered with in any way. I'm laughing here, but I'm not going to give my opinion. They haven't been tampered with in any way. They've got bones and there's even fractures in the bones. But here was the crazy one. Are you ready? This is the, the biggest development in the story. One of the aliens had three eggs in there. We'll use, um, we'll use the word there. Their stomach. Yes, this alien had three eggs 
in its stomach, apparently. I mean, this stuff just gets weirder and weirder and weirder. But um, there we go. I hope you enjoyed a shorter walk and talk today. And hopefully third time lucky. And this is all going to be working okay. And the audio was good and everything else. So fingers crossed for it all. Thanks for being subscribers here. Thanks for all your support in private community and taking my courses and everything else. Really appreciate it. Um, take care. God bless you. God bless your family. And I'll see you next time.